0: Well, hello, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to another edition of the Vitology podcast. It is four on a Wednesday night,
1: and we don't have our mics in front of us, no. which, means...
0: which means that for the last five minutes, we've been um, dealing with some technical difficulties. So I hope you can hear us well. Uh, because that just means we won't have the soft, silky tones. Yeah, that Casey Kasem voice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you might just hear the normal Ryan and Josh. And so, hey, I, we're we're glad to be here with you. And uh, we just want to say thanks for joining us. Welcome. If you're here, if you can hear us, just say hi.
1: Let us know that you can hear us. We That would actually be really know. helpful because... We're not
0: quite sure. So. <laughs> so appreciate that. It says that it's, here's us. So all right, good. good. That's a good glad. thing. That's I'm a glad. really good thing. Um, but, uh, but hey, we're we're on a Wednesday. We're back on a Wednesday night, which is good to be here. There's kids running around the church.
1: Uh, I had a hard time finding parking, which was awesome. I love that. That is so that. cool. Yes. yes. Oh, that's really cool. That
0: is good. That's all really cool. Gwen can, uh, uh, can hear us. And so can Michael. Um. Somebody just dated themselves. What did we? Oh, you said uh, you said Casey Kasem. Yes. And so oh, man. Top 40, Casey definitely yeah. when I used to
1: make mixed tapes. It
0: would always be from Casey
1: Kasem, top forty, timing it up on the boombox to hit record at the, the same, same time, time the song came on. So for those who, who don't on. know, tape
0: um that <laughs> how do you explain a tape i don't That's even right. know the audio is in a little ribbon oh, case, case. when yes oh my goodness yes recording and doing video editing oh, with oh. vhs tapes totally so fun massive tapes where you'd have to hit play at the same time yeah. and then we record, record, have, have technical difficulties oh my goodness no this would be we a haven't had nightmare. to use our finger to do this <laughs> with, uh, putting the tape back in now okay. we're really dating ourselves yeah. here yeah. And so, uh, but you know, uh, that's, that's not what, what tonight is about. Okay. It's not about dating ourselves. Although somebody just had a birthday. I did. You just had a birthday.
1: Happy birthday. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. May 10th. It was a great time. Good. So good. Yeah, I got, you know, having a May 10th birthday, I share with Kelly and mother's day often. And that's sort of a. A weekend that we share so anyway hey a lot of fun
0: it's something for both of
1: you yes yes well uh, it's great happy birthday great. And, thanks
0: and by the way this is a milestone um episode is it because this is our 20th episode so wow. happy 20th episode, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I feel like I gave that more credit than your birthday. Well, I apologize. No, birthday I like is, how is you, important.
1: from the beginning, labeled it
0: zero zero one <laughs> Like, that. you're we're taking was, this bad
1: boy to the hundreds, you know,
0: because there's nothing worse than when you get to the yeah, beyond and you, it just throws off. That's all good. Your yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, that's I'm you know, in it. I'm in it. That's right. All we right right, we're, we're going for it here, ladies and gentlemen, and so, um. Oh, Michael Lyons even dating himself even more, talking about beta there tapes, you go. which was prior to VHS. Yes, um, I remember hearing about the debates, but um, I don't want to date myself to say that I know anything about those <laughs> dates. But uh, but welcome everybody! It is uh, is good to have you. We um we as you mentioned, we've just gotten through Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Uh, there's a uh, great things going on here. Uh, if you're joining us from out of town or listening in, uh, we are now three weeks into meeting indoors in a building uh, and working out the kinks. Every week, the the our sanctuary, our our, our lobby area looks better and better. See, it's evolving yes, for our it eyes. Is. It's awesome. One I day, love it, we might even have doors. We might. We might. We're might. church of the open door right now. Hey, church the no door. Church of yeah. Which is an open door. Yeah. So at least we don't have the big open. back door. Yes. Oh, that's all right. All right. That's yeah. like a that's like a, a church yeah, joke. Like a pastor's yeah. kind of joke right that's, there. That was good. That's, so I'm glad that you all laughed at that as well. I'm just kidding. Um, well, um Kate, we've got a bunch to talk about, but um you're just coming from a baseball game. I am. How'd they do?
1: Uh they won. That's great. Man, yeah. They're winning.
0: They're, they're, they're winning they their first place. Both teams winning. I don't take all the credit, but uh, yeah, but some, but yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way to go. you know, um, way to go. That's great. Well, um, OK, so hey, we've got um, I, I had a question come in. So we've got a question about Bible reading. Um, we haven't had questions about Mother's Day, about encouragement. I, I thought I thought that was a great fitting message for Mother's Day. Right on uh, that. It, it both fit well. But it was also very timely.
1: Yeah, in our world, praise God. You know, I my perspective on unique holidays like that. Yeah. Some call them hallmark holidays. You know, but <laughs> but holidays that are not the um, like church calendar holidays. Yeah. is I always want to try to honor those, uh, but preach about Jesus and make it applicable to all. Right, so yes. that's sort of my goal. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I know. Firsthand, now that Mother's Day is a sort of a double-edged sword for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and uh, and so like my goal was to come at it a little bit slant, right? So it was very very applicable to moms, but not all about motherhood, where everybody mm-hmm. else would mm-hmm. sort of check out and go, well, if I'm not a mom, or yeah. you know, I I've, I've, I want want to be a mom, but I can't for mm-hmm. some reason, or have a really difficult relationship with my mom, yeah. and so. My goal was to try to minister to people, um, everybody, but uniquely to moms because it is a, a special day. So
0: yeah, well, that's what we did. And not to not to bring up hard things, but but this has got to be a little bit of a double edged sword for you. It is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I lost my mom in uh, December of two thousand and thirteen. Mm. Wow, that's a long time ago now, but it still feels pretty fresh. Um, yeah. And and days like Mother's Day, you know, where I'd love to, you know have dinner with her give yeah. her a call are always a reminder that um I can't do that yeah and so you know I, I try to preach from that place of knowing that this is uh-huh. a difficult day for a lot of people yeah
0: I, I wonder if that's made you more sensitive I hope this. so I hope so uh, yeah yeah because it seems like um I mean, it seems like it, it would be very easy just to kind of um please moms there. You know, yeah. just, of course, you don't want to displease moms on Wednesday. Right. That would be a negative. But but at the same time, that's not, doesn't sound like that's your, your main goal is uh, no. to make it about moms. But no,
1: and I think the church uh, could, could go off topic a little bit. What do you guys think?
0: All right. Good. Okay, I think they said um, yes. Yeah, good.
1: <laughs> I think oftentimes the church makes it really hard um, to be single. Like, uh, even though like, like this just in, our Messiah was single. Right. And Paul says, um, man, I wish I I wish nobody was married like me because it'd be easier to minister. Right. But we often do make it um, the epitome of maturity being marriage mm-hmm. and then having kids. yeah. yeah. And uh, Kelly and I waited to have kids for uh, a, a few years. And mm-hmm. it was in the church that we got asked so many times, <laughs> when are you gonna have kids? When are you gonna have kids? What you, like, yeah. What's wrong? Are you guys? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, and so I just I want to try to honor where people are at uh-huh. um, in life. And to that, you know, Josh, I have never done a sermon series on marriage. In oh, yeah. in, you know, nine, nine years as a lead pastor, right. I've taught on marriage a number of different mm-hmm. times, but I've had so many single friends in the church say, mm-hmm. gosh, every, it seems like every church does a, an annual series, like an extended mm-hmm. series on marriage, which is a really important topic. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't apply to, uh, at least directly to, um, a population of our church and yeah. Try to make the pulpit apply to everybody as much as possible, even on days like Mother's Day and Father's Day. Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember once um, we were doing a a marriage um, uh, series, and uh, and you know, and there were good reasons behind it. It was, it was solid series. However, it happened to fall uh, during the summer mm. um, here at Emmanuel Faith, and I remember even talking to I remember even talking to Pastor Dennis about this. And he kind of later went, yeah, that wasn't the best time because here it was in a time where all the kids were, <laughs> were there in church because they, they kind of, they, for a while, yeah. they stopped the kids programming. So you've got all the kids there and, uh, and poor Dennis is, is, is explaining some things about marriage and trying to do it in a way that kids can understand PG. in a PG way, right? Um, and I think he realized, yeah, maybe <laughs> the timing of that <laughs> was less than ideal. yeah that's awesome Uh, how funny how funny
1: yeah i'm not saying i would never do one but i i um i've I've leaned more towards like seminars and um things like that where people can choose "Ah, i'm going to go to
0: that Uh Uh because Uh it really applies so absolutely absolutely and uh and yeah that'd be a great a great topic of conversation though um and even a a to preach on Singleness Mm -hmm. to talk about what the Bible says because the Bible says quite a bit about singleness and about that value. And we've got some you know fairly important characters in our Bible that are single. I'd say would you say they're fairly important? I would say so. so. (laughs) Um, I mean I'm joking there because uh Jesus Jesus, is is a fairly Yep. Yep. We sure have One been. More, uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear me, our technical, technical difficulties, difficulties are continuing. Yeah, it says USB device not recognized. Gotta love that. I. It's showing.
1: That we're That, odd, you that
0: can, audio is on, but it is not showing. Guys, I am so sorry about this. I am so sorry. Are you there? It
1: is no picture.
0: No, I've got picture now. Okay, you have picture. We're back. I I apologize. I can I hear you, but can't see you. Okay, well, all right, wonderful. Now, hopefully, now you can do both. Not sure what happened there at all. I wasn't touching it. Okay, well, me. Okay something's not good it's plugged in our battery's not gonna die but something might okay well good i'm glad you could hear us thank you um thank you for that we were uh, we were talking about singleness slightly and we were i was making the uh observation that there are single very important single people in in the bible and uh here we are to hijack mother's day by talking about singleness yeah maybe maybe another time i once made the mistake of
1: um had a preaching on a passage that included polygamy <laughs> on Mother's Day. So, for me, one shame on you. I'm not going yes. to make that mistake. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, you know, there's a number of passages like that. I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, circumcision often just makes its way yeah. into passages. Yeah. yeah. And that would it be It will this week. So. It will. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so I don't want to disappoint. It would be nice to avoid those kind of passages on, on Mother's Day, Day. Yeah. You know, yeah. Father's no. Day, it's game on. Though. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, okay. Well, um, give us a little bit. We're we're actually in Acts also, so this yep. was not a diversion from our series. No, um, we were we were just kind of carried on, but it it, it applied uniquely. I think. Yeah,
1: I th- I think so. And um, we talked about this um, really crucial moment in the life of the early church, where the gospel is starting to spread, and it's spreading in specifically in Antioch in Acts chapter eleven, and that Antioch was sort of this melting pot of um, it was sort of an international city in the Roman Empire. And the Jewish believers started to have these questions about, like, well, how, what does it look like for a Gentile to come to faith? Mm. And we're going to see way more of that in Acts chapter 15 this week, mm-hmm. but we just sort of see it starting in Acts chapter 11. And so I love that at this sort of really crucial moment, the church. I said on Sunday that they didn't bring in a strategist. They didn't bring in somebody to try to fix it. They didn't bring in even somebody to come and teach. What they called for was Barnabas. And Barnabas had made these cameo appearances in the book of Acts Mm -hmm. up until this point. And and now we see him front and center encouraging the church. And I love that picture. I do. Let's bring in somebody to encourage.
0: I know. And and actually, to be clear, they brought in Joseph. Yes. Right. Okay, this guy, his given name is Joseph. Yeah. That's told we're told that once, I believe. Yeah, Acts chapter 4, yes, verse 36. That his yeah. name is Joseph. But then they don't call him by his name yeah. for the rest of the time. Every time they're like, this guy's name is Joseph, as if to say, no, that's not It's not quite the right name for you. I mean, it's you know, nothing wrong with Joseph. Yeah. However, that Barnabas means. Son of encouragement. Son of encouragement. As if saying, you are so encouraging as if you were born of encouragement.
1: Yeah. Right? We're gonna name you that. We're gonna name you
0: encouragement.
1: And I just thought about the early church, everybody going, yeah, that fits. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. we don't have anybody that's said to have resisted <laughs> it. And totally, man, what a just what a picture of somebody who um, you just always probably wanted to be around. Oh yeah. You know? Like he that's lives the, that value. I, that yeah. nobody is surrounded by encouragement and goes, nah, I could take it or leave it. No, we all, we all long for it. We all need yeah. it. I think. Yeah. And, and so did the early church, not just individually, but corporately. Mm. So, Absolutely. And so they needed
0: it this time. Yeah. So they, they, this is, who, this is who they bring in. That's a great, I, I love that. I love that. Not, you know, not a, not a skilled businessman,
1: no um, no and not uh, even like paul comes later but first yeah. they're they just send for barnabas mm-hmm. which is
0: just awesome and and barnabas kind of brings paul barnabas in barnabas goes and brings paul in fact this might be paul um paul in a sense making his presence known in that group mm-hmm. that, that it takes barnabas even being one who um had that relationship that was well known yeah now said now let me bring in I think so this Paul again. and that's exactly what he did with the disciples
1: right mm-hmm. he he's the one that sort of allowed Paul to get in with the disciples yeah, yeah. he vouched yeah. for him and went you guys yeah. this I, I've seen what God is doing through him I've heard his testimony and mm. he's legit he's mm. legit yeah um
0: what what, right.
1: a, what a, he <laughs> was right <laughs> and I said this on Sunday but man what would we may have missed out on if it weren't for barnabas's encouragement so yeah i and not only that but the church at antioch ends up being what i would consider to be one of the prototype churches i mean they Mm -hmm. have a multi-ethnic elder board Mm -hmm. they're ascending church they're they're the church that sends out the first missionaries that don't get like um beaten out of town right they 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 pray and fast in Acts chapter 13 as a church community mm-hmm. and launch out Paul and Barnabas. I always joke that that's the church business meeting you don't want to miss, right? Yeah. You missed that one, come back the and next Sunday, you're like, where'd Paul and Barnabas go? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we sent them. We sent yep. them off.
0: They're on a boat. So don't miss church business meetings, okay? Yeah, that's good. There you go. Good things happen, wild yeah. things happen. Honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but I love that, um, that. This is also. I mean, you could you could say. I mean, you said prototypical uh, church, but this is really the first Christian church. Christian you know, church, right? Yes. I mean, now they were Christians, but they weren't called Christians until, until here, Antioch, right? Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, I I I didn't have time to go into that a whole lot, but I do think that Barnabas's influence in Antioch. Uh, it's not it's no coincidence, right, that he's called and that they're called Christians. And I think that encouragement is something that we all long for. And and in one of the services, not all of them, I think I said something to the effect of it's hard to to live the Christian life fully if we aren't receiving encouragement
0: regularly. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yes, it it, it is hard. I mean, that I think that's a um, that's something I hear from. From missionaries Mm -hmm. around the world, especially those that are in really hard places where they don't have fellowship, where they don't have that encouragement, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't have somebody coming alongside of them and saying, you're doing a great job. I mean, they may hear it sort of over the phone or in an email but it's just something different there is. It is really that's a great well point.
1: and i i brought this up in the message but um I'll, I'll just reiterate it now and then even invite some questions if people are interested but um the some of the developments in neuroscience are just fascinating where mm. they've found that roughly two-thirds of the neurons in your amygdala um, are set are programmed to detect negative either words or negative experiences and not only that, but your brain stores those into its long-term memory really quickly. Yeah. And so I, have I, said on Sunday, like, that's why you can have a, a really great day and mm-hmm. have a number of things go right. But one person makes one negative comment and it's just like, it just sticks. It's
0: the thing that you remember.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if you do this, Josh, but I, um, I have a folder on my email, yeah. um, uh, that's just called encouragement. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, if you've ever sent me an encouraging email, I probably saved it. Um, and some days I'll just read back through them and go, yes. okay, I'm not terrible. Yeah. At everything. <laughs> um, like I don't stick the dismount on everything either. I've got enough emails to remind me of that. Yeah. But
0: that email folder of encouragement is that's encouraging. Cool. That's cool. That's a, It's a great idea to do that email. I still have an, an old school file. Oh, nice. Like some, and and it's, it's, Big, like it's beyond what should fit in a file, yeah. which is which is you know years and years of this stuff. um That's not just from last week, which you know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, um, there's and that uh, that is the same idea. It is is really helpful, especially when when you get some of those negative ones. Yeah, because you know I don't hear maybe there may have been a negative one. Yeah, sure, sure, okay, we'll <laughs> yeah, say
1: that maybe, <laughs> but it. It's what's interesting is you need to hold a positive thought for 12 seconds in your brain. That's right, that's
0: right. In
1: order to even have a hope of it transferring into your long-term memory. Negative ones, it's just there. Yeah. So We could talk about why that is, yeah. but I don't think we should. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, we'll just leave it. at That's that's a what they're finding in
0: neuroscience. So yeah, well, we're getting some great, um, great feedback and great interaction here. Um, definitely some helpful interaction with our technical difficulties, um, but also some some great comments. I want to come back to Connie's in a little bit. We're, let's kind of look through this uh, a little bit. Um, I love uh, Carolyn Schmidt says that uh, what Barnabas was doing, um, he was called by what was expressed let's see here let put it up, what was expressed expressive of his consistent character yeah i like that that was clear wouldn't that be it hmm. would be both um, a cool thing and a scary thing yeah cuz what would they call what would they call us right, right? i mean yeah oh man. No, that's i hope I it would be nice it. as nice as barnabas barnabas that'd be a good thing right yeah. um yeah our consistent character um, that's a great point um I wanna to get to uh uh yeah, Connie remembered a great quote, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, this, this whole idea that, that words are powerful, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that 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 words can help you thrive, right? But yeah, but words can can shape worlds. Yeah, right? Say so, how how did you put that? He, um,
1: spoken words shape human worlds. Spoken words.
0: And that was really broken. from
1: some of my conversations with Um, Kathy, who's on our staff as a, as a therapist and, um, just, I can remember I was leading a guy's small group Mm -hmm. and, um, and as a high school pastor and one of the kids, uh, told a story about the way that his dad responded to a test that he didn't do well on. Mm. And he made this statement. I'll never forget it. He said, those words are seared on my brain. Mm. And I went, wow, wow. That was a test that a negative, yeah, a negative statement. His dad, you're stupid, you're, you know, Um, and Mm -hmm. he goes that those words are just seared on me. And um, it was at that moment where I went, oh, my goodness, these like words have immense power. And then Kathy reiterated it um, on Sunday, I thought beautifully from sitting across from so many people who have wrestled with that. You know, father wound, mother wound, that words mm-hmm. uh, that they didn't receive words of encouragement mm-hmm. and affirmation from the people that they were designed to receive those from, and it it deeply affected their life, yeah. and so um, it, it, it shapes their world.
0: Is what shapes, you're saying? So it shapes the way that they, they view they themselves. themselves. Yeah.
1: It shapes the way that they view God. It shapes the way they view others. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so those those words are even more powerful from those that are closest to us in a sense. Right. And especially those that are supposed to shape us in the way that we're supposed to go. Right. Absolutely. They're supposed to, to mold us into um, who, who we could potentially become. Right. Yeah. And I
1: think this is, I'm going to shoot off the hip a little bit here. So um, I may get off so you can help me get back on. But I, I do think that this is part of the way that we carry the image of God because hmm. God speaks things into existence. Hmm. And um, quite literally, he calls things Mm -hmm. that aren't things that are. He's, you know, um, ex nihilo, we would say that he creates, but it's by his spoken word that he creates. And I think part of carrying God's image is that Mm -hmm. while we can't literally create the world out of a word, we can shape it and Mm -hmm. we can um, cause people to inhabit it in a certain way by the words that we speak over Mm -hmm. them. I I can remember reading a Tim Keller uh, book where he talks about the power of blessing. Mm -hmm. And uh, in it, he says, we have this sort of idea of blessing that it's sort of this like magical, what ancient thing, no big deal. And he goes, no, time out. Mm -hmm. Blessing carries immense power Mm -hmm. in the lives of people and the lack of it also carries immense power and so I, I i would say that um our words all through our scripture we're told our words have immense power so yeah
0: absolutely absolutely what do you
1: think am i am i off on the, that that no. that's part of carrying the image of god i i
0: really i really like that i don't know i don't think you're off at all um that it's an, it's an image of it right? It's, right it's that that's what we're it's not a, i'm not saying a one-to-one we of do it course, in the exact same way but Of course, it it's it's a a represent in a sense it represents that um, that of course if God speaks things into existence that that our speaking um, would be powerful carries power it does it carries power yeah so this is
1: the way James put it and I read this in the Message version yeah, um, yeah or paraphrase here's what he says he says a word out of your mouth may seem of no account but it can accomplish nearly anything
0: or it can destroy it yeah that's great. Um, accomplish nearly anything we can destroy yeah so that that's a that's power and it does seem like that that what you're saying our words can actually destroy easier Mm -hmm. than they can build up yeah you know it's it's actually not that hard to tear somebody down it's not that hard to belittle somebody in a sense you know um i mean i think it takes something out of you when you do that yeah you know because it's it's inhuman in a sense so um, that's what sin does all the time. Um, but it's actually fairly easy to do it to people. And, and well, and I think that's the normal. Yeah. yeah and because it's easy, that's yeah. normal. Hmm.
1: And so the challenge was what's what's not so new? Not what's so normal. Yeah. Barnabas. Barnabas. Enter Barnabas. Enter Barnabas. Um, I love this question by um, by Gwen. Can you yeah, throw that up there, Josh? Do, yeah. yeah. She says this, uh, would you please expand on what it looks like to be an encourager and echo the voice of God when you see a brother or sister in Christ falling to the wayside or are in quote the mess, AKA entering, uh, something popped up there. Entering the tension. Entering the tension. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 Cause that was, that was your
0: first, was that the first point?
1: Yeah. Enter the tension was what the way that I would have um, if, if I were Barnabas or you were Barnabas, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that's how going to Antioch would have felt for God. Oh, so it, if okay. Barnabas were writing it, I think it would have sounded different than when Luke writes it. Right. Yes. yes, yes yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that makes sense. he enters into, into the tension. Um, so I think what I would point to, mm-hmm. uh, Gwen one, number one, great question. Great question. And I tried to address this in the last point that we made about resourcing people for growth. And, um, Encouragement doesn't always mean only a pat on the back. Sometimes Mm. it's a a confrontation, Mm. but remember, the word means to call alongside. So it's it's a confrontation, but it carries the tone of encouragement when you say, I'm willing to walk with you in
0: this.
1: Mm. I'm willing to stick with you, even when other people leave that's the way that we Mm -hmm. remain encouragers in the midst of calling people to something better something more 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 life and freedom than they're currently experiencing Mm -hmm. and so i would say that being an encourager and confronting somebody who's in sin um, are not diametrically opposed they can actually be the same thing and i would put it under the category this message of resourcing people for growth yeah, but but doing it from close beside, not yeah. from. Hey, you should fix this and you should do that. It's I'm with you, and I want
0: better for you. Mm-hmm. And I can see it as is coming alongside of the truth as well. Absolutely. So that that's where that, um, you know, we're. <laughs> if I were to encourage you, all right, I'm not going to say um, necessarily I I'm in the truth, right? Like I've got it all figured out. But let's come alongside as we pursue the truth you know together yeah. together kind of thing that's
1: yeah yeah so I I, I that's a great that's a great question and yeah. I think understanding that
0: word really helps to say what what does this look like in that situation yeah yeah and I can tell by this that uh Gwen was maybe paying attention totally because the, the, totally. <laughs> the question itself has your your end point there yeah which I think is, is a great one to 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 flesh out in all of these points is that that encourager is one who echoes the voice of god yeah right that was such a
1: for me that was one of those fun discoveries as i looked back over what happened in this text i went gosh barnabas does a lot of things that jesus did mm. and 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 then i went gosh god is a, an encourager you know mm. i don't know why for me it was sort of that aha moment where mm. like god isn't like he does come alongside of a, and call us yeah.
0: forward yeah um call us to more and uh so anyway yeah oh man I, I'm, now I'm thinking about even G, uh, god's first words to humans mm. um after they sin right there's so sin enters in and uh and there's still even encouraging words of of like where are you where are you where are you as if to say come on out yeah come on out i'm here for you and and they start i mean First words are not terribly encouraging of uh, Adam's words about Eve. It's Not a very encouraging thing. This woman that you it's gave me. As if like to totally <laughs> not even encouraging God, you did this, God. Yeah. You gave me this woman. Um, how does that make Eve feel? Well, right? he's picking the fruit out from his teeth. <laughs> <Yeah. seat. laughs> totally, it totally. It was, yes. Yeah, but those those words. And, and so that's where echoing the voice of God is is to to build. Mm-hmm. to create yeah. to shape right yeah. to 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 actually form the way that I mean, in what is good right and what god says it is it is good right not not to 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 tear down that's what we've been doing ever since
1: yeah and i love this uh statement by nicole she says point uh point no fingers link arms through it oh that's a great that's a
0: picture of encouragement isn't it yeah yeah that is good through it that's good yeah oh man we could yeah yeah we could learn something from that that's good i like that a lot
1: so i'm happy to dive into any of this that our listeners want us to josh but really quick so we just said yeah that um that words have the ability to cause us to either to to thrive that's the ideal yeah um uh, what was the main, my main point was that, that a word of encouragement can be a catalyst to thriving. And mm-hmm. so I, um, we see that in the life of the early church through Barnabas, but we've seen it in our lives as well. But there's four points that I made, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to rehash the whole sermon. But the first was to enter tension. The second was to excavate grace. Yes, that, I just got to say that was my favorite. But let's oh, go cool. back and okay, keep, going, keep going. The third was to inspire faithfulness. And then the fourth was to resource for growth. Yeah. I like So
0: that.
1: Excavate, grace. excavate grace. Yeah. yeah.
0: I I love I just that 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 phrase is a beautiful phrase. Yeah, to, I really to, like that word excavate. Excavate. Okay, so so like like dig it up, right? Right. To find it to search for it, and then to like expose it and bring it out, mm-hmm. right?
1: Gently. Oh yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because okay, if you're an archaeologist, ah, right. and you're on a site, you don't want to just go in with a shovel, right? Yeah. You go in. You go in gently so that you don't disrupt, but you can expose. Yeah. And so I, I tried to paint a picture with that word excavate that I thought people might be able to see in their mind's eye. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was sort of the idea. But I, one of the things that I love, um, this idea, um, that if there's a situation you'd rather avoid, there's probably a person longing for encouragement and hmm. that for that really that was one of the things that really struck me because i went gosh what what are the situations in my life in our church in our friendship hmm. that i just go gosh i just don't have the energy for it right now yeah i don't have i see that person coming and go oh goodness you know but i tried to shift it in my brain to go if there is a situation I want out of there's yeah. a person in there who may need a voice of encouragement.
0: Mm. And some of that is going to take some, you know, some digging to find out where, where can I show grace here? Yeah. Where can I pull out and point out grace um, to, to, I think, I feel like it's, it's giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. You know, of, you know, this is, uh, most people are not like running around trying to be mean.
1: No, you know, no, very few (laughs) or hurtful.
0: Right. Because, you know, people say hurtful words and, you know, usually with adults at least Okay, my junior higher (laughs) and their friends, I can't say that that's true of all of them. Sorry. Um, But most adults aren't just running around trying to hurt. Yeah. And if you have one of those friends, then, then that may be, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, one you of those friends, I'd like to meet your enemies. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, a good point. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. But um, the, I, I think as, as people, when we can show people the benefit of the doubt to look for that—that that, 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 that kind of trying to find grace enough in them, in what they're saying, give them enough grace mm-hmm. um, to say that, okay, there's something good in what you said you're trying to maybe you just didn't do it the right way or maybe you know you weren't I mean, you you didn't grow up with kind words around you right yeah, I mean,
1: assuming the best yeah yeah
0: yeah interesting um yeah so um now in there and i think actually i think this this had to do with an earlier point but connie points out um another just a great part of this was uh when you brought up jonathan's Oh, yeah. uh, Jonathan's quote so Jonathan um, I hope you're out there and he's he's usually out there somewhere listening for um, uh, Jonathan he sprained his ankle and uh, he's been out and so Jonathan we're praying for you we missed you around uh, today at writing team but uh, Connie says she really liked the young man that said um, to be a true encourager you need to know your way around sadness yeah
1: Uh, that was an insight. Okay. So uh, we may have talked about this before on this show. So forgive me if we have, but um, our writing team is one of my favorite times during the week. Mm -hmm. And it's because I get the chance to get um, input and investment from a number of different people who are in different stages of life than me have had different experiences, but we're all eyes on the same text, trying to think through how we can write on that text to be an encouragement Mm -hmm. and a challenge to people. And so this was last week during writing team where Jonathan said that quote that yeah. Connie just, um, reiterated. And I thought, I don't, I wouldn't have seen that. Totally. I, right? that's not something that for me I would have been able to bring to the table because you only, I think you only know that through
0: experience. And, and yet we've already even talked about that in the context of Mother's Day. Right. That, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. You, you know, but it was a great perspective to see that from somebody who who knows sadness more than we do. Yeah. Right. Who knows that own personal inward sadness of of waking up every day and not being able to walk like everyone mm-hmm. to talk like everyone. I mean, that that's that's tough. And yet yeah. Jonathan is the most joyful, fun loving. I'd love his laugh. I mean, it's oh, just. Gosh. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's amazing. Contagious. Contagious. There's But but that's because I mean, he's he's. He's a Barnabas, right? Totally. He is an encouraging person, um, and that, and what he—I I, mean—he was pointing out that that comes out of a knowledge of, of an understanding of that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I so, think that, that both there's that empathy piece, right? Where you you're willing to enter into the pain with people, and you can really start to see the way that it's shaping them and, yeah. and affecting them. But it also means that you're not afraid of the mess. Right, and mm. you're you're willing to go um, and enter in, even even if it's awkward, even if it stings a little bit. Mm. Yeah, that's
0: right, that's right. Um, yeah, I love that, uh, Connie again, Connie for the win here. Um, I like to look at the good side. Um, and everybody, even though I know everybody's not good, um, that God created us all. So looking for the good in people is easy for me to do, she yes. says. Yeah. I think that's what God does. Um, and uh, and I, I actually think he encourages us to do that, too. Okay? I love this passage. Um, and there's so many things like this that could come up in here. This is Philippians 4.8. Yeah. This is a familiar passage. Um, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true. Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable—if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise—think about these things. Now, I love that idea because he's kind of he's kind of encouraging us to to look for those things.
1: Yes. If
0: if you see anything in this world, you know, as if I think it's as if he's saying you're going to see a lot of. A lot of garbage. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of terrible things. The world is full of terrible things. But if if you see anything that is lovely, yeah, ah, oh, you see anything that is good, uh, think of these things. Turn, you know, let's be people who are, in a sense, optimistic. All <laughs> right, right, uh, seeking out. Good, not just they for know. people like you who have an optimistic personality <laughs> who might like that <laughs> verse for other yeah.
1: But I do think, Josh, it's it, to me that I've always been fascinated by the fact that that follows um, an invitation by Paul, right? Yeah. To um, where he says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and right. petition, yes. present a request to God, right? Yes. And the peace of God that transcends understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then he says, And I think part of the way God guards our heart and mind in Christ Jesus is by challenging us to uh. think about things that are lovely, yeah. that are, that's part of the way he guards our mind. Yeah. Oh, that's is right. when that's we good. actually live that out. Yes. And I, I really, every time I read that text too, I like, I love that he says, whatever. whatever. He doesn't want to limit it. Yes. Like, whatever. Good. <laughs> whatever. It's <laughs> true. It's
0: just the gates are just flung wide open. yeah yeah I'm like, yes, Paul. yep. these are the things to think about. And I, I think that's part of our part of our job, not, not as pastors but as, as Christians yeah, is to be the people who who see the good in, in others. like I, so I love I love Connie that you said that. Um, it's a sense that that excavating it, pulling it out mm-hmm. and, and if we can encourage that in people, instead of being known as, as people who just point out wrong, mm-hmm. you know, cause that that's unfortunately the, the way that Christians are viewed in our world is that they are viewed as people who just tell you how bad you are, make you feel guilty. Right. Um, we, you know, some of us, um, I wasn't necessarily, but some of us were, were um, raised to feel guilt mm-hmm. and, uh, and we feel almost better if we feel guilty. And yet part of our role is to be Barnabas, Yeah, is to be finding that good and pointing it out. And, and then if we can do that and just let that blossom, you know, th- that's where that's what God needs people right there. And
1: that, that can be powerful. It's, I don't think it's any coincidence that the place Barnabas shows up is the place that the church, the disciples are first called Christians. Yeah. Right. So yeah. to your point, that yeah. is, we see them living into who Jesus is inviting them to be. Yeah. So much huh. so that they call them little Christ's, or they call that like they're like they just take on the character of their Messiah. Yes. Um,
0: so they get renamed also, just yeah. like Barnabas did. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that yeah, maybe maybe. Jesus's voice was a lot like Marvel's. I think so. Oh. I think so. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, ah, hey, look. I think those hearts are for you.
1: Oh, my, <laughs> my beautiful
0: wife giving us some hearts. Oh, that's that's Kelly Paulson. Right on, on right on. Well, oh, that was Reed. <laughs> that was, He's done with baseball. That's unfortunate. He's, that's too bad. Come <laughs> on, man. He, <laughs> um, well, and, and, but, okay, back to, back to Jesus, um, this is echoing, encouragement is, is echoing the voice of God, mm-hmm. which, uh, which we know, uh, God looks most like Jesus. Right. Right. And yep. so, um, the more that we can speak words like Jesus, um, the better. And, you know, oh man, I was just reading uh, where was this? Um, and this actually happens all, all throughout. Jesus has this this compassion oh, yeah. for people, where he sees the crowds, mm-hmm. and uh, and he has compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees that they're helpless. Yeah. Um, and and it's his compassion for people, uh, in a sense, wanting to to bring out more, seeing that they could they could be so much more if they only had a shepherd, if they only um, had what he was giving them. Oh, they, yeah. It brings out more. What and a great what that a great? great picture of yeah Jesus, the good shepherd right the good shepherd yeah that's right that's right um,
1: okay so at the very beginning you said somebody wrote in a somebody wrote in. oh God, yeah we're you?
0: getting we're getting man time is flying oh, with technical goodness. difficulties and everything uh, okay so Bible reading question let me let me look this up this um, so um, we're we've been reading through uh, the the Bible with a, a program that was kind of together. Well, well, the Bible is the program, so it's not really put together by them, but the, the Bible Project has... By God. <laughs> by God. Um, it was a... It goes along with some uh, really good videos by the Bible Project, and uh, and I believe if you wanted to join in, um, I believe you can find that on our website somewhere. Um, but if not, just start reading the thing. It's great. Um, uh, but we are in, you know... Uh, in, in I think Chronicles is a lot of people where a lot. Most people are right now. Um, but this is an observation. It was a unique one and a new one to me. I hadn't quite thought about this. He, he just said, someone asked me he said, so there's all this talk about bones. Okay. People's bones. And, and in particular, he's talking about Joseph. Um, but if this is not just Joseph, there's others that, that have a real desire to want their bones to be in a, in a location, right? Take my bones with you out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so he's saying, What well, why do they care about the bones so much? What's going on there? That, and I said, a, What a great question. That is a great question. <laughs> and one that I've
1: often asked. Yeah. You know, so when I got there, Joseph yeah. wanting, or um uh is it uh is it Abraham that says I, I think, I think
0: also, so, yeah. Uh, or no, or, 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 they or is take, it Jacob? I Jacob, Jacobs, but and Joseph. Yeah, you're gets, right. Gets Joseph taken. does too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, because then it's another like you know, four hundred years or so after uh, right. Joseph that they're in Egypt. Yeah. And they hold on to the bones. They take some the bones. Yes. Uh, what they do with it? I guess they're in Egypt, maybe they embalm the bones. I don't know. Um, but they they take the bones, and sure enough, um, but I, I wonder what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I wish I could be like. Hey, here's exactly what's going on.
1: Um, I don't have the answer for that, other than it was really, really important to them for some reason. Yeah, and um, I hesitate to say it's because of a conviction about resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, we that's just not explicitly tied to that. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to go there as a New Covenant Christian and go oh, there. They they're seeing that. God is going to resurrect their bones and here's where they want that to happen. And I just, I don't, I don't get the sense from the text that
0: that's, um, that that's what's there. In fact, it might be because they cared so much about the location of bones. It might be that they didn't have too much of a, too much of a clear hope for that.
1: Well, I think that's certainly true. Mm -hmm. And,
0: um, yeah, they they would just
1: call it the place of the dead, you know, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Um, or death or the grave, yep. and not a lot of conviction in the old Old Testament about resurrection. Now, I'm not saying there's none. There, yeah. There's certainly there's a number
0: of passages that do yeah. point to. In um, fact, we know that it was debated. Yeah. So, so in Jesus' time, so as they're reading, you know, the scriptures, which is the Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament that we call now as they're reading that there was a very active debate at the time of Jesus as to whether or not there was a resurrection. Right. Right. Yeah. So, oh, definitely. It was not like it was settled. Um, and It's not like you could just clearly without any doubt point to this verse to say, like, obviously new Testament Christians, there's, there's no, um, <laughs> there's no debate about that. Right. We all, we all are very clear that there is a resurrection. Right. Um, that is oh, yeah. kind of the thing. Definitely. Um, but, it, but, that's just to point out that there are, there are some, um, some uh, scriptures that point to it, and then there, um, but then there's a lot of text here. There's a lot of pages that don't say much about what's going to happen when we die at all. Yeah, okay, so can I read Jude?
1: Went, come, come on. This is one of the strangest passages yeah. <laughs> in the scriptures. Okay, here's what it says in verse 9. Um, uh, okay, well, I'll start in verse 8. It says, this is Jude, verse 8 and 9. It says, yet in like manner, these people also rely on their dreams, defile the flesh, reject authority, and blaspheme the glorious ones. But when the Archangel Michael contending with the devil was disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce blasphemous judgment, but said the Lord rebuke you. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so this solves everything. Bring that up but
0: seven that, minutes to go. <laughs>
1: no, I mean, what an interesting meaning that like the, yeah, the bones or yeah. the body, um, mattered, right? It yes. mattered. Yeah. For some reason, we're not we we're not told why, well, yeah. only that both Michael the archangel and the devil were battling over <laughs> Moses' body.
0: So wow. let's close in prayer. Wow. What is going on there? See, they, these are the layers that are just
1: present in the scriptures that you go, man, you could study this book for the rest yes. of your life and yes. never
0: get to the end of it. Which is a beautiful thing, and and, and I, yes, and I, I love that. And and if you're out there thinking to yourself, like, why are you bringing that up? And and, and 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 some people might might think to themselves, like, oh, that that worries you or something, um, as if you know, because there's something that um, I, I don't understand. Um, yeah, I don't know why that's there, and I can't give a you know very clear answer. We can't give a very clear answer about what the big issue with bones in general are. Um, but they matter. They matter, and that's okay. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. That's the thing that that we don't have it all. No. Um. Uh, you know this. This it, it's a it's a it's a it's a long book, but there's longer books. Yeah. You know <laughs> they could have written a lot more. That's the mm-hmm. thing. I, I love I love a, a an Old Testament professor, John Golden Day. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. He used to always he used to always say, I I wish I wish God would just given us a few more pages on that. I go to loved a few more pages. No, did, did you have him as a professor? I did I did? Uh, and yeah. Oh man, I got to meet his wife. He tell stories about his wife in some of his books. Yeah. He's uh, great. Shit, MS. He's not. Anyway, but um, oh my goodness. Um, and he he loved. He was just the most loving. Hmm. Ah. He, he taught me a lot of what love is, especially before I was married. But anyway, um. Hmm. Uh, I wish I wish he's I wish God would give us a few more. He could have. Well here's what he uh, let's
1: uh maybe this week we can dive into that question um and then come back to it next week and, and right. give our best take on I mean, it, but it may not be
0: any better than this take. I've been thinking about it. I guess I haven't okay. done any, I haven't done right. any real research. I've just been thinking because it was a great question. Yeah, that's a, a really a good question. question. So but uh, yeah, sure. We'll we'll uh we'll look into it. Um oh look at that. Start here. David, thank you. David puts up the uh, Bible Project. Um, oh, as a I think this is a, a playlist that he put up. Um, in fact, there's there's some great playlists you can start looking at Bible Project stuff yeah. if you're out there and just want to know more about um, the overview of the Bible. They do like great five minute or less videos mm-hmm. uh, about the Bible that are very clear, very well done, very biblical and theologically. Um, or we would agree with
1: yeah. You know? I, one of the things I love about them, Josh, is that my I can watch them with my kids, but I still learn things. Yeah, that's a and great. And somehow they bring
0: those two things together, mm-hmm. and uh, so I I just I, I love their work. I know, I know. I find myself like looking forward to in the in the reading program. I kind of scroll through and look like, at yeah, when's the, the next, next video. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> and in Chronicles, they just don't have many videos about Chronicles. Well. And there so it is. there it is. <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you very much. Yeah, yeah this was you. Yeah. this was great. Thank you everybody for joining in. Um, what a what a great discussion And and uh, I, I do pray you you take this to heart that you go shape some worlds there you go. um out there. Uh I think it's 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 breathing life into people um that that's a great way to look at it and so um i want to go do that uh more i'll do that with my family and uh and i hope you do as well so yeah i just
1: uh i i just encourage you if there's a situation you'd rather avoid there's somebody who
0: needs your encouragement so god so bless with that we're out